1: Welcome. You have activated all systems. Deactivation is not an option. You must find the truth. Remember, not everything is what it seems. If you don't stand for something, you might fall for anything.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the End Time Tribune, January the 20th, 2018. Boy, oh boy, Uh, have we got some things to talk about today, no doubt about it. Clinton, how has your hiatus been? Uh, It's been a couple of weeks since we did uh, the End Time Tribune. How have you been, and what have you been keeping your eye on?
3: You know, I, I've been good, it, and it's good to be back with you guys and, and uh, talking about everything. Because, to be honest, I haven't stopped watching what's going on in the world. It, it's it, it's near impossible to turn off. And uh, you know, I'm sure as we talk about the broadcast, I mean, it's you know, I think your I think your starting gun is actually fired. Well,
2: you know, I I just. Uh, seen this earlier this afternoon it really caught my attention because of the picture everybody knows that I watched news in the Middle East and earth changes of course but this heavy dust storm that engulfed Turkey Iraq and Syria on January the 19th turning the sky into what was obviously visually A blanket of blood just absolutely just rattled my cage just looking at the pictures. Most of the pictures I got I couldn't read uh, because they were obviously – most of them were in Arabic. But, man, this this stuff is getting real. And, you know, we had this – this past week, this – this fireball that exploded over Michigan and causes a 2.0 earthquake. We, Clinton, um, you know the funny thing about going to the races? It's funny how no matter how many times you've been there, Every time the start gun goes off, everybody jumps. They can't help it. just amazing to me it's everything that's going on it's just it's it's really just just blowing me away um you know, I haven't been able to talk to Brian this week. Everybody knows that I've been trying to find a job, which entails a minimum one-hour drive to the nearest place that has enough uh, places of business for me to be employed. So it's been a, been a very, very bad week for me, um, but we do have really good news on the horizon as well uh, because – Uh, Our sister Yesenia Delivered unto us today Zelda straight from the hands of the Lord Almighty himself Um, She was born earlier today Uh, So what What a blessing right in the midst Of a whole lot of darkness So uh, We all want to thank the Lord that uh, Zelda came to us, delivered safe and sound, uh, no problems. The only problem there was was not grinning, smiles on everybody's faces and thankfulness that the Lord – you know, it's, it's so amazing how we all forget what really is important, what really is valuable. We run around to and fro, don't we? Oh, my God, I hate it. I just hate it. We have to run around and pay the stupid electric bill. We have to run around and, oh, my God, we just – we have been so trained from our birth that we don't do anything without currency, and I just hate it with all of my heart. But every once in a while, God steps in himself, and uh, there's just no way – You can hold a brand new baby girl and not smile. It's just physically impossible. Man, it bears witness to it all. All of creation, from one end of the heavens to the other. What God Himself deems to be good and valuable. So. Uh, Congratulations go out uh, to JMG of course He has a great big smile on his face And uh, very very thankful for uh, Yesenia Making it through the birthing process Safe and sound Uh, We are very thankful for that Well Brian uh, I haven't been able to talk to you this week But uh, what's been catching your eye in the news Before we get started buddy And how has your week went
0: well this week in the news, most of specifically the last couple of days it really flared up the most. Um this circumstance with Turkey has gotten pretty uh pretty major and once again right in the midst of it is the Kurdish people. They seem to be nonstop at the heart of all sorts of uh things going on here throughout the Middle East. So we had the United States turn around, made their exact same comment they always make. Well, we need to focus on Islamic State, even though they've been announcing nonstop for at least two months that they've been kicked out of those areas. So it's just it's getting crazy there and in a multitude of places. So.
2: Well, what's amazing to me, Brian, is that uh, we literally – have this place divided in half now. Okay, we have Turkey trying to engage the Kurds. And then on the other side, um, we just have the United States saying, you know what, we're just going to keep a military force there. And everybody's saying, oh no, you're not. And let us not forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there was no hope of ISIS being... Subdued uh, before the Russians showed up? Ladies and gentlemen, does that not bother you? That your military was refusing to offer cover fire to all those Assyrian Christians up and down the very regions we're talking about? Does it not bother you? That those Christians were saved in spares? The ones that made it out alive was not due to your bloody hands. It's a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen. It was the Russians that spared those Christians' lives.
0: Well, and let's take it a step further. Not only was it the Russians, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks, but Iraq and heavily in Syria, it was the Kurds. In Iraq, it was the Peshmerga. This is common knowledge. Nobody else could stand against the Islamic State with the exception of Peshmerga. It boiled down, came to an end. What happened? Baghdad and the Shiites left on them.
2: Well, you know what? Oh, my gosh, this makes me sick. The only ones who could not withstand... The American bombardment, Doctors Without Borders. Oh my God, what have we become? What have we become? I just, uh, I need to go ahead and pass the mic over to Clinton so he can get busy. Uh, because everybody knows it doesn't go well once I get emotional about something. So, Clinton, you duly have the mic.
3: You know, it's it's nice to be back with everyone, and uh, of all the days to come back, uh, it's a pretty eventful day. Um, if if you haven't turned on the TV in, in the last day or so, uh, then you probably don't know that the United States government has shut down. Um, you know, no funding given to non essential people, basically, so you know they still plan a military run, so you know we've had general Mathis and Mike Pence, you know Vice President Pence, come out and assure the military that we can still do war you know don't don't worry about the government being shut down affecting war you know don't don't worry about that, you know that's just gonna affect everything else. You know, the the politicians, don't worry about your pay. You know, I mean, your your pay is okay, because that's built into, you know, the the Constitution already. But everyone else, you may not get paid. And, And this has happened before. You know, people are saying, okay, well, this happened in 2013. This happened in the 90s. You know, I mean, this is not a new phenomenon. Well, yeah, it happened in 2013. The government shut down for 19 days and it costs $26 billion to the economy. $26 billion. Pennies, right? There's nothing real big about $26 because we're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars every single week. Now, the problem is we have a government shutdown at a time when people are paying attention. Back in 2013, there wasn't this focus from the general public on what's going on in the world. Yes, people watch the news, but now it's soap opera. Now it is the most amazing soap opera ever. You know, people are saying watching the news is the best reality show that they've ever seen. So, yeah, people are paying attention. And now the government just shut down. You know, we're going to have massive amounts of people not get their paycheck. And this also includes the civilian contractors that work with the United States government because well they're the first ones cut. So they just don't get those contracts, they just don't get those jobs. They don't get that money. It's only been a day. You know, we we have great hope in the in our congressman, our senators, great hope that that they can do what is unbelievable, which is actually pass a budget. We we haven't had one in over a year and a half. They they should have done this way back when. Instead, they just kick it down the curb I mean, the, the latest plan was just to make it to where they could fund the government for 10 days. Like, they just don't want to deal with it now, so they would like to deal with it in 10 days. So let's just sign something to get the press off of us so we can go home for the weekend and deal with this in 10 days. So the American public that's actually watching the soap opera has to go through this in 10 days. So, so it makes sense that that didn't go through. It it makes sense that we need to have a budget actually approved, (laughs) which means we're going to spend more money. We have to. We have to. We just passed a tax plan where we gave all the money away. Yay. Good job, corporations. You are making so much money that you can give $1,000 bonuses to people because you as a corporation, you need to get rid of the money somehow because you got too much of it. But, you know, the rest of us, we're not really necessarily going to see much. We might see an increase in our paycheck. Yes. And that should be great. But if you don't have a paycheck, it doesn't do you any good. And all those people that are affected by the government shutdown are not going to get a paycheck. And they are saying that this shutdown is not your average shutdown, not one that happened like in 2013, the last 19 days. No, no, this one that is happening now they're talking about is going to be shut down for quite some time. I mean, even the fearless leader of the president of the United States, you know, Donald Trump, you, you know, everyone loves this guy. He's amazing. Even Donald Trump came out and said, no, no, He's not even going to talk about immigration until the budget's Okay, so that's the stance of the White House. The Democrats say they're not going to pass a budget until we do something about DACA. So that's their stance. There's no middle ground. There's no budging on either side. There is no option to get the government running again anytime soon. They're going to have twenty-four hour news, you know, coverage of the senators and congressmen talking and pointing fingers at each other and blaming everyone. But we're in for a bumpy ride. And you know, but but everything's wonderful. I mean, if you look at everything that has been presented to us as a consumer confidence is the highest in 32 years. Yes, that means that everyone feels so great about the economy right now that it's the best since 1987. Yeah, yeah, better than the dot-com bubble, better than the housing bubble. Yes, people feel wonderful right now. And any economist will tell you when confidence is that high, watch out. Because that's never a good sign. I mean, they, they tell you when you're Playing the market, if everyone says buy, that's the time to sell. Everyone says buy everything because everything is going up. Now, when everything goes up, that's not a good thing. You may see it as okay, my retirement's going up. Okay, yeah, you know, this is wonderful. I'm making money in the stock market. This is great. But then you look at the true economic indicators and what's going on, the dollar's losing value. That's the reason the stock market's going up. That's the reason you are making more money is because the value of your dollar is going down. If you want to see what the end game is, look at Venezuela. Plain and simple, look at Venezuela. Oh, but that can't be true. That that there's no way. You know the stock market's gone up much under Trump, and of course the stock market is an indicator of you know the economy. I mean that's what they tell the general public. <laughs> and let me just put it to you this way. Since Donald Trump has been in office, and by the way, when the government shut down, it was exactly 365 days that he has been in office. So you numerologists out there, there's one number. The the other number I always go back to, it's always fun, is the day he was inaugurated, Donald Trump was 70 years old, seven months, and seven days old. So have fun. Play with that. But back to the stock market. Since Donald Trump has been in office for one year, the stock market has grown in value from $6.9 trillion to $30.6 trillion in one year. That's a runaway. That is a runaway market. That is a market that is on the verge of overheating. And Wait. Well, uh, uh, that. Hold on Go a ahead. minute. Say that again. What were those numbers? <laughs> in the one year, the one year that Donald Trump has been in president, the stock market has grown in value from nine trillion to thirty point six trillion dollars. That's more than tripled.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I I wasn't born yesterday. I could have swore that you said in one hundred days the stock market has tripled in value. Is that what you said? In 365 days. Oh, three, 365 days. Oh, right, because yeah, it's just 100 days in off. Okay. All right. Um, that's <laughs> staggering enough. Um, let me ask you this: Does this have anything to do? Um, I've seen a couple of articles that it just took seven trading days to gain a thousand points on the stock market. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. When it is, went from twenty-five, I think it was twenty-five to twenty-six. It only took seven days.
2: And normal people can't see that is a desperate sign that the water pump has went out on their Lexus, and they're barreling down the highway at ninety miles an hour. Well,
3: no, they're they're blinded by their their greed. I mean, if you if you think about it, everyone in our society has been trained. Put money away for retirement. Put money in your 401K. Well, your 401K goes in the market. So when the market goes up, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about your retirement. That is how we are trained. So why would anyone that's trained to feel good about making more money feel bad about it? It's it's counterintuitive to them. It doesn't make any sense. But that is the truth behind it. When you start making too much money in the market, it's the value of the dollar is going down. That is not a good sign, and and this is just one, one sign, in the mix of everything. I mean, I, I if you want to scare yourself, just Google you know store closings or layoffs, just for January. It hasn't hit the mainstream news, but you can see article after article after article of companies losing money, of companies laying people off, or companies closing stores. 2017 was the year that the most stores were closed in the history of the United States, 2017. And they're saying 2018 is going to beat that number. Now, just to give you an idea how wonderful our economy is, because the stock market's gone up, it's tripled. So that means the economy is phenomenal, right? That's what we're taught. That, that's what that means. So just a couple of headlines, just a, a couple of things to wet your palate. Goldman Sachs, they, they reported their worst revenue in two years because the, the bond trading crashed 50%. Citigroup, they took a $22 billion hit because of losses and also losses on the new tax program, but their stock went up. General Electric, they took a $6 billion hit and they're looking at having their company fractured and broken up into numerous different companies as general electric who's been around for over a hundred years and they're looking to be broken up U S bank. They lost over $1 billion in the Steinhoff bond collapse just in January. And we are talking billions of dollars that these companies are losing. So when you're told the economy is doing great, it's not. You, you've you been told that it's great. You have been lied to. Your your money in the stock market has deceived you. And if you think it's going to continue going up, well, let me put you this way. The, the government shut down. When the government shuts down, consumer confidence goes down. We are at the highest level ever in the history of the rating of consumer confidence right now. Do you think on Monday people are going to feel so great about the economy? Do you think on Monday they are going to feel wonderful about the government being shut down and both sides not willing to budge? Do you think consumer confidence is going to stay up? Do you think the stock market is going to stay up? (laughs) Well, Let me put it to you in simple terms. Look at Bitcoin. Look at the cryptocurrencies this last week. You know, people, another telltale story of a bubble is any time that you are in the general public and you hear grandmas and people that don't necessarily know much about the market talking about purchasing a commodity or stock, get out. <laughs> and everyone and their mother was talking about Bitcoin. Everyone. And what did it do? Well, it and the rest of cryptocurrencies tanked this last week. And I mean tanked to the equivalent of in 10 days, they lost $370 billion worth of value. That is so many zeros, I don't even think I can count that high. billion worth of value in 10 days. Now, (laughs) there's this old kind of adage, you know, when when the buying is good, the smart money goes in, and then the value goes up. There is reports that came out that from $100, Bitcoin being worth $100 to $1,000, the reason that it went up from $100 to $1,000 is because of one buyer. One. Because they purchased so much of it that they increased the price themselves. This is what hedge funds got in trouble with in the nineties, doing the same exact thing. And they did in Bitcoin. And they made a grip load of money. And you can see the point when they sold. Bitcoin went up to twenty thousand dollars. All of a sudden it dropped to eleven. Okay. What causes things to drop when people are selling? Plain and simple. So There's your smart money got out of it. At eleven thousand, the what's called dumb money purchased it, brought it back up to fourteen thousand, and then it dropped. And that $370 billion is all in that mix. People that knew what this was about made so much money. And the rest of us were left holding the bag. People were taking out mortgages second mortgages, home equity loans to buy Bitcoin. 38% of Bitcoins purchased were done on cash advances on credit cards. (laughs) Half or a third, 38% on cash advances on credit cards. So people went into debt to buy Bitcoin to watch it die, to watch it drop in value and then they're left holding the bag, and they can't get their money out. They can't sell it. They can't do anything with it, but watch it go down. But our economy is wonderful. Our economy is doing so great right now. It's absolutely amazing. Donald Trump is amazing. He's done so well. Well, you can't necessarily blame Donald Trump. I mean, the whole world is completely in chaos. I mean, we we've known about a economic crisis since 08 and we know that everyone overinflated their currency just printing as much money as they could well now they're paying for that and just to give you an example of the economic climate out there when it comes to countries and banks this is just one example the Saudi king uh, King Solomon ordered a deposit of $2 billion to be paid into the Yemen Central Bank on Wednesday to shore up its weak Yemeni currency. This is a quote. It is not a loan. It is a deposit, and the legitimate Yemeni government will not have to pay it back. Yemeni uh, uh, rial has lost more than half of its value against the U.S. dollar, and soaring prices may have put some basic commodities out of reach for many Yemenis. So basically, the Saudi king gave $2 billion to the Bank of Yemen to keep their currency afloat because what's happening in Venezuela was about ready to happen in Yemen. And this is spreading. This is going to spread, this currency war that we are witnessing. And yeah, the cryptocurrencies play a role in that. We, we have talked about how these cryptocurrencies, how the, the crypto ruble, the crypto yuan, the, the petro down in Venezuela, how all of these countries are rising up in this cryptocurrency world, in this blockchain technology world. But the interesting thing is there are certain countries that are, in an essence, regulating the cryptocurrencies like the Bitcoin, the Ethereum. And those countries, those are the BRICS nations. Brazil, Russia, India, South Africa. And they have been trying to recruit, which is where Venezuela comes in. So we not only know that China and Russia have been stockpiling gold and silver, they've been buying it in droves, for years, and the reason for that is they ultimately want to back their currency with gold, go back to the gold standard that the United States had after World War II. Why? And that's the reason why the entire world gave us their gold and went on to the the petro, or the, the petrodollar regime, the petrodollar status, is because after World War II we had the currency backed by gold. Plain and simple. We don't anymore. We we haven't had an audit in Fort Knox in a long time. We have some pictures of some bars, but that's about it. Well, China and Russia have been building up their stockpile. The whole plan is, is they anticipate when the U.S. dollar crashes. And from what I've shown you, these companies are bleeding. So when the U.S. economy crashes, China and Russia plan on standing there as a legitimate option to the U.S. dollar. Well, that's if things go well. If things don't go well and the U.S. dollar crashes and the rest of the global currencies crash, which is a strong possibility because, well, the euro is crashing and numerous other currencies are failing as well. Well, that's where you have the BRICS nations come in. That's where you have the petro come in. That's where you have this underlying banking system that has been developed underneath everything. So when it all falls apart, they're left as the only option. And well, countries know this; they absolutely know this. I mean, you look at Germany, and some of you may not know that what, what's called an SDR, uh, a Special Drawing Rights. Basically, what it is, it's it's a package of currencies, a a basket of currencies that are combined that banks use to trade internationally. So instead of having just the U.S. dollar traded between banks, this basket of currencies is a combination of the big four, which is the dollar, the euro, the Japanese yen, and the British pound. Now, recently, the Chinese yuan got added to that. Now, Germany this last year, they switched out $500 million of their U.S. dollar reserves into the yuan. And they are planning on increasing that. The rest of the world knows what's going on. The rest of the world understands that the dollar is going to fail. And they are seeing it. I mean, we, we, have, <laughs> we have companies that are unable to get financing to remain afloat. And we're not talking about mom-and-pop companies. We are talking about major corporations that go to the bank that ask for a loan so they can make payroll so that way they can continue running. And if the bank doesn't give them a loan, that means they have to sell everything. Well, that just happened in the U.K., and this is not a small company. This is one of the largest construction companies in the U.K. They have 43,000 employees. It's, it's Carlyon. Now, they came in asking for financing, and the bank said no. Now, you can't really blame them because, well, their valuation was only $100 million, and they needed roughly $900 million to pay off their debt. So here's a company that has 43,000 jobs, 43,000 people, that owes $900 million, that only has $100 million in assets, and the bank said no. So this company is shutting down, liquidating, all those people losing their jobs. So what we are seeing is not just in the United States. It's everywhere. And it's escalating. And if you think that what we are seeing with this government shutdown is going to make things better, No. The entire world watches the United States. The entire world looks at us to lead them. And not just us, but our democracy to lead them. What kind of show are we putting on for them? That in the time that the entire world sees something brewing, sees rumors of wars everywhere, sees asteroids falling from the sky, see earthquakes so there was a 6.3 in in the bay, uh, bay of uh, uh california uh yesterday there's earthquakes everywhere that we have all these things happening and we're not paying attention we are not keeping our eyes open we have something very serious heading our way and and i get chills speaking about this for the sheer fact that it horrifies me. What is going to happen with our immigration system in the United States is is scary. And what I mean by that are these raids. These raids that are going to happen. They they resemble the raids that happened back during World War II. We are talking that California, the state of California, is they have preparations where they anticipate ICE coming in doing numerous raids and rounding up 1,500 people, like going into businesses and rounding them up. Well, you can say, okay, well, this is okay. They're illegals. They shouldn't be doing this. Well, California is a sanctuary state. They passed that law on January 1st, which makes it so that way you can't necessarily do that. But now we have a, a problem with federal law and state law. So what is the state of California doing to try to combat these raids? Because what we know from World War II is, first, the raids go after the low-lying fruit, the easy ones to get. And then they go after the next group, and then the next group, and then the next group. And ultimately, everyone's in a camp or a prison or a detainment center or a bay or wherever you want to name it. History has shown that. History has proven that. So what has the state of California done for the people that are worried there? Well, they actually came out. (laughs) And it it says right here, businesses face legal repercussions, including fines up to $10,000 if they assist federal immigration authorities with the potential widespread immigration crackdown. It's important, given these rumors that are out there, to let people know, more specifically today, employers, that if they voluntarily give, or start giving up information about their employees or access to their employees in ways that contradict our new California law, they subject themselves to actions by this office. We will prosecute those who violate the law. We have the federal government against the state on something that could turn very, very violent very, very quickly and they're anticipating these raids happening anytime soon (laughs) so yeah we have things developing and I'm sorry, anytime you have economic turmoil it makes things worse people lose their heads when you have economic turmoil, kind of warm up the rest of the conversation. There are two events that are coming up very, very soon. And I'm not talking about this super blue blood moon lunar eclipse thing that appears on January 31st. I'm not talking about that event. You know, that's just, that's old news. I'm, I'm talking about this meeting that the European Union is holding on the same exact day that that eclipse and that blue blood moon that happens on January 31st, they're having a meeting. And this meeting is, <laughs> says they will convene an extraordinary session at the end of the month on the 31st in an attempt to push the two-state solution and end Israeli-Palestinian-Arab conflict. So on the day that that eclipse happens, that that super blue blood moon happens, the European Union is having a special, extraordinary session to basically force Israel to divide their land. The European Union has already said they're in for the two-state solution. They already said they want to go back to the 67 borders. So that means you're dividing Israel's land. That's one event. That's the 31st of January. Then we have on February 5th just a real weird, interesting thing that's happening. Erdogan, the president of Turkey that the United States has tried to assassinate, who is now fighting in Syria against the Kurds that the United States back, that same guy, he's gone to the Vatican to meet with the Pope to talk about Middle East peace and Jerusalem. (laughs) Many people have always said the Pope be involved. So this meeting between Aragon and the Pope on February 5th, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out of the 31st meeting. So Matthew, I'm going to hand it back to you. But before I hand it back, if you do not have your eyes open and see what time it is by now, You need to start looking and mentally prepare. Because it's coming regardless if you believe it or not. You can bury your head underneath the covers in your bed as long as you want and it's still coming. Because God said so. So Matthew, I'll hand it back over to you.
2: Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, I just love Brian to death, I really do. Within the last 120 seconds, Brian has sent me something that I don't know how to describe it, okay? And that's the truth, because Brian had no idea that I was already looking in real time at Isaiah chapter 17, because... I'm going to cover an article on it. So I brought it up because it's just off the charts. And then he sends me an article with a direct reference to Isaiah chapter 17, verse 6. And he sends it to me, and then I double-check myself. Well, I know I didn't send Brian that, so I scroll up. And no, the first message I sent to him today was, are you on your way? Because it was five after uh, nine when the show started. And usually, uh, Brian's on the switchboard within three minutes, because once, once the show page recycles, he hits the call-in Skype button, and he's in. So I have proof here of this, that he did not know he could not have known that I was sitting there looking over the article and already had my bible turned to Isaiah 17 when he sends me this. I, oh my goodness, I, I sometimes this happens and I get excited, but sometimes I just I just shake my head, but anyway, this is what Brian sent me. Airstrikes Pound Series Afrin as Turkey launches Operation Olive Branch. Direct reference to Isaiah, the 17th chapter, verse 6. And if you think the deep state don't know what that's a direct reference to, I would have to call you a little cookie, ladies and gentlemen, because... The term in the mainstream mind of Americans, of Deep State, originates way back in the 70s with, guess what? Yes, Turkey. Straight from Royers, Turkey opened a new front in Syria's nearly seven-year-old war on Saturday, launching airstrikes against U.S.-backed Kurdish militia in Afrin province that (coughs) raised the prospect of further strain on relations between Ankara and Washington. The operation dubbed Operation Olive Branch by Ankara pits Turkey against Kurdish fighters allied to the United States at a time... When ties between Turkey and Washington, uh, NATO allies and members of the coalition against the Islamic State, appear dangerously close to the breaking point. Me and Brian have been screaming that since the beginning. Uh, why is Turkey in NATO? Why would ships positioned at Kittim raise alarm to him? And all of you that have eyes that can see, ears that can hear, and a tongue that can speak, know exactly of the he whom I am referring to. Let us go there. Revelation chapter 17. And verse 6, absolutely amazing. From the KJV, yet gleaning great shall be left in it. Ah, yes, the apocalypse of Isaiah. I know exactly what he's referring to. Ah, yes, those strange Hebrew words used in Isaiah 24. I know exactly what he's talking about. Anyway, please forgive me for interrupting the verse. I shall begin again. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it as the shaking of an olive tree, too. Or three berries in the top uppermost bough. Four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof saith the Lord God of Israel. Now, how could I have been looking at just exactly six verses later in preparation for this article? This is from the Big Wobble yesterday, and kadoos go out to Gary. It's definitely some weird weather. 60 feet high waves pound the Oregon coast, smashing windows and damaging buildings. A man is missing and coastal authorities were warning people to stay away from the beaches and cliffs as waves almost 60 feet high were pounding the Oregon coast on Thursday. Authorities are withholding the man's identity until his family in Mexico can be located and identified. Popular seafront Lincoln City establishes such as the Sea Gypsy Inn at 145 Northwest Inlet Avenue and the San Catchel Beachfront Motel at 3417 Southwest Anchor Avenue were heavily damaged by the surging waters, with windows torn out and their interiors inundated. Really? Really? Uh, well, let, let, let's just see if this is normal, okay? Because with all the fake news, you can't trust what comes out of an anchor person's mouth, that's for sure. Let's go to the locals. What are they saying? Well, Garrett said Thursday night that a lightning storm might be linked to the report of smoke in an elevator, but the city seemed to have escaped the same kind of storm damage surge. It's definitely some weird weather, he said, referring to the fact that uh, thunderstorms are rare on the coast. He cautioned visitors to view the waves from the safe distance and to watch for standing water. The storm also hit northern Oregon coast, with one viral video showing a wave pushing foam that looked like it came off a cafe latte up the main streets of Cannon Beach. Here we go. (coughs) Please excuse me. Here we go. You can be guaranteed that that viral video was not on the evening news. Did you see it? Of course you didn't. Because well, of the proliferation. Now no now now listen to me very carefully. Since the me decade, only getting what really happened from people boots on the ground. I mean they get their iPhone out, they record it and put it to Facebook. Cause you sure aren't gonna get it on uh Well, the nightly news, consider Isaiah chapter 17 and the 12th verse, woe to the multitude of many people. Ah, yes, I know what he's talking about. I know that phrase, I know those Hebrew words. Anyway, I did it again like an idiot. I shouldn't have interrupted God's word. Isaiah, the 17th chapter and verse 12. Woe to the multitude of many people which make a noise like the noise of the seas, and to the rushing of nations that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty water. The nation shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them. They shall flee far off and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, like the rolling thing before the whirlwind. And behold, at evening tide, trouble. And before the morning he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us, and the lot of them that rob us. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord your God's not talking about all those people around you that have all their hope in that retirement that Clinton was referring to earlier. Oh no, 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 no. no. That's not who he's referring to at all. He's referring to your brothers and sisters that, just like you, they have their hopes set in their redemption. I mean, I could just ramble through everything I know about this in the Hebrew and the Greek. I could talk about uh, Psalm 65. I could talk about... uh, Jeremiah 49, I could just go on and on and on. 2 Kings 19, oh my goodness, it just rolls off the tip of my thought process. I know exactly who, what, where, when, why the Lord God just stated what he stated in the verses I just read. I have no qualms questions about it at all, not at all everybody else might have a problem with it, I however do not and this happening in real time as Clinton is making his exiting comments for Brian to be shooting me these links and I'm sitting there I was confused, Brian didn't know I was going to talk about The Roaring of the Seas and its reference – oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord God of heaven. Thinking to myself, well, these people don't even realize what he's really talking about. He's talking about a sea of many tribes, nations, and tongues. But this all happening in real time? I had to rent on everybody's party, but Brian don't have any stocks in anything except the name of the Lord his God. I have absolutely no annuities, none, except in the righteous blood that his son spilt for me personally. Now that the Brian and I take stock in. That's real. That is a living thing. It is not dead, saith the Lord God of hosts. What you say, what your stockbroker said, I really don't care. Don't care what they say. Don't care what they love. Do not care what they worship. Really don't. just don't care. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say something on I bet most of you don't have a singular clue as to what I'm talking about. And that bothers me and doesn't matter how many tears I cry, it's not going to help you. But kadoos go out to My friend Keith, I had my youngest make a break for him today in reference to the Hakodama. You know what that is? Well, probably not. But Keith does. He gave a really good sermon here a little while back. He sent it to me, and he blessed me. No. Uh, when was the last time any of you blessed anybody? I mean, I know that the stock market has obviously blessed you, but tell me, when was the last time you blessed anybody? When was the last time you gave anybody anything? So the cross references for Hakodama for. My brother Keith We'll be back in Eight minutes, nine seconds You are listening to the End Time Tribune My name is Matthew Miller Do enjoy
4: Psalm 69 Save me, O God For the waters have broken in on my soul I am sunk down into deep mire, and there is no support beneath. I am come into the depths of the sea, and the tempest hath overwhelmed me. And I am weary with trying, and my throat is hoarse, and my eyes fail while I wait for my God. And they who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs on my head. My enemies who persecute me wrongfully are becoming strong. I have made compensation on the spot for what I do not take by violence. Thou, O God, knowest my folly, and my trespasses are not hid from thee. Let them who wait for thee, O Lord of hosts, not be put to shame on my account. Let not them be put to confusion for my sake, who are seeking thee, O God of Israel. Because for thy sake I have borne reproach, confusion hath covered my face. To my brethren I am become an alien and a stranger to the children of my mother. For my zeal for thy house hath consumed me, and on me have fallen the reproaches of them who reproached thee. When I bowed down my soul with fasting, it furnished occasion for reproaching me. When I clothed myself with sackcloth, I became to them a proverb. They who sat on the gate full against me, and they who drank wine made me their song. But to thee, O oh Lord, I in my prayer applied. And there was a time of favor, O God, in the multitude of thy mercy and the truth of thy salvation. to me. Save me from the mire that I may not sink down. Let me be delivered from them who hate me out of this depth of waters. Let not a flood of water overwhelm me, nor a whirlpool swallow me up, nor a pit shut its mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord. For thy loving kindness is good, according to thine abundant mercy. Look down upon me. Turn not away thy face from my servant, because I am in distress. Hear me speedily. Draw near to my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. For thou knowest my reproach, and my shame, and my confusion in time of adversary are before thee. My soul expected reproach and misery, and I waited for a condoler, but there was none, for a comforter, but that I could not find. They indeed have given me gall for my food, and for my thirst, made me drink vinegar. Let their table before them become a snare, and a recompense, and stumbling rock. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see, and bow down their neck continually. Pour out that indignity. Nation upon them, and let thy wrathful ire take hold of them. Let their fold be desolate, and their dwellings no inhabitants. Because of him who thou smokest and persecuted, and have added to the pains of my wounds. Add thou iniquity to their iniquity, and let them not come into thy righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living, and not be enrolled with the righteousness. I am afflicted, I am full of pain. Thou salvation of thy God's continence hath upheld me. I will praise the name of my God with an oath. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This indeed will be more pleasing to God than a young bull with horns and hooked. Let the afflicted behold and rejoice. Seek God diligently and you shall live. For the Lord hath hearkened to the meanest and they hath not despised his prisoners. Let the heavens and the earth praise him, and the sea and all that move therein. For God will have saved Zion, and the cities of Judea shall be rebuilt, and the seed of his servants shall dwell there. They shall inherit it and possess it, and they who love his name shall dwell therein. Psalms 109. O God! not by my praise in silence for against me the mouth of the sinner and the mouth of the de- deceitful is opened they have spoken against me with the deceitful tongue with words of hatred they have encompassed me about and have fought against me without provocation they traduced me for my love but I pray when they were rendering me evil for good and hatred for my love Set a sinner over him, and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be condemned, and let his supplication be deemed in a sense. Let his days be few, and another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. And let his sons be vagabonds, and beg. And let them be cast out from their dwelling. Let an extortioner seize the all that he hath, and strangers make spoil of his labors. Let there be none to help him, nor any compassionate his orphan children. Let his children be for destruction. In one generation let his name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not a sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be continually before the Lord and let the memory of them be cut off from the earth. Because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted a man needy and afflicted, and put to death one who was brokenhearted. As he loved cursing, let it come on him. As he delighted not in blessing, let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, as with a mantle, and it came like water into his bowels, and like oil into his bones. Let it be to him as the mantle which covereth him, and as the girdle which he is continually girded. From the Lord is this work of them who traduce me, and of them who speak evil against my soul. Do thou, O Lord, God, deal with me for thy name's sake, for thy mercy is good. Deliver me, for I am afflicted and needy, and my heart is troubled within me. Like a declining shadow, I have glided away. I have shaken off like locusts. My knees are weakened by fasting, and my flesh is changed from want of oil. As for me, I became their scoff. They beheld me. They shook their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, and save me according to thy mercy. Let them know that this is thy hand, and that thou, O Lord, hast done this. Let them curse, thou indeed wilt bless. Let them who rise up against me be put to shame, but let thy servant be made glad. Let them who traduce me be clothed with shame, and let them be covered with their shame as with a mantle. With my mouth I will greatly thank the Lord and praise him in the midst of many, because he stood on the right of the needy to save from them who seek my life.
0: And welcome back ladies and gentlemen I will be taking the last portion here of the show Which I'm going to jump right in as quickly as I can here Alright, where do we begin with this? Um, Technically speaking here We haven't covered news for over two weeks And if you... um, Have your nose stuck in the traditional American news sources. For those of you living in the United States, you're going to be caught in the land of make-believe that the only things that matter is the government shutdown, um, Trump's new infamous scandal now with some porn star, and the fact that he called other countries a hole, let's just say. And that's the gist of what's eating up the American news cycle. You know, you would think that there's not anything else important happening here, but that is completely and utterly so far out of touch with reality that it is ridiculous. Now, here's a story on a topic I've been trying to bring to everybody's attention quite a bit here for the last couple of years, and this is the rise of... Nationalist, and as we've come to find out, well, they've kind of lumped that uh, heading of populist in with uh, nationalism at the same time. But most notably, where I've told people to keep a major eye on is the eastern sections of Europe. Guess what, folks? Bloomberg.com. Here's where turmoil is the new normal. Losing a prime minister or failing to form a government is not necessarily a sign of weakness for some leaders. It's been a tough week for some governments in Eastern Europe. One is struggling to get off the ground. One is about to get its third prime minister in a year. And another faces a parliamentarian debate on corruption. Rather than exposing the weakness of leadership in some of the European Union's Youngest democracies, the apparent turmoil masked the strength of the populist strongmen who run the country. A Czech billionaire failed to form a cabinet, though he will remain in power and his popularity is growing. The leader of Romania's governing party got to pick a new prime minister after Miha Tadaz resigned following their feud. Bulgarian Premier Bokil Borisov will hear new corruption allegations and face a no-confidence vote, though it amounts to little more than an embarrassment. The forces of nationalism and Donald Trump-style politics have swept across Europe. It's the continent's east where they have really taken hold and are growing stronger. Most prominently populist in Poland and Hungary are increasing support by clashing with the EU mainstream and promising to make their countries great again. I think we can stop right there in that article. See this pattern? It's building up, folks. And this is not the only spot within the European nations which have had a flare of nationalism. Showing up all over the place Things have become more blatantly obvious Here in the United States Over the course of the last couple of weeks As far as the nationalism Slidings of our right wing And it's just been all over the place There's comments that have been made On top of it, there's been programs On the infamous Fox News The far right leaning news source that had been blatant white supremacist nationalist rhetoric. Tucker Carlson had a program the other night where they were going on and on about how Phoenix has now turned into the mass majority of the population there is Mexican. And now that has therefore forced the border to move north and we should have a say about how our nation um, progresses and what kind of people are here, blah, blah, blah. Never mind the fact that the person he was interviewing on the topic that was with him was Canadian. Irony, huh? That's how ridiculous things have got. We had a little thing pop up earlier in the week on January 11th, actually, which might have been last week. Yep, that was last Thursday, folks. What is the North Army? And this is a little uh, video clip that was put out by TRT World. North Army is the YPG in Syria, which the United States is in the midst of training a group of the Kurdish people there to do border defense. And this is what led to everything exploding now between Turkey, when they started shelling Afrin, that kind of sounds familiar. Did people forget how World War One started? And then, you see, Syria warned Turkey, don't send planes into our airspace. We will immediately shoot you down. and will be a uh, declaration of war against our sovereign nation. Well, guess what Turkey did? They started launching airstrikes in Syria. pretty bothersome I would say folks but they've called this army the north army have we forgotten about Daniel 11 king of the north king of the south you know yes historically speaking when it first time around the ride it was speaking of the Diodaci of the four horns that broke off of Alexander the Great's empire after he passed on and didn't Naming heirs to his throne but we know this time around it's going to be a different thing now i want to stop and clear something up here because i've gotten a little fed up with it as time has progressed here because everybody seems to go out of their way to claim the king of the north is somehow the uh quote-unquote assyrian Uh, that that seems to be the common teaching that floats around out there or the other infamous one is that it's russia um Wrong answer on both of them. Anybody that has questions about why am I saying the king of the north is not the Assyrian? Okay, go down to verse 40. Read. And at the end time, the king of the south will collide with him. Collide with who? Well, the previous stanza is speaking all about the false prophet or the Assyrian. The king of the south will collide with him. And the king of the north. Will storm against him with chariots. Who is him? Oh, wait a minute. Didn't we just cover that? The Assyrian. That means, therefore, the king of the north or the land of Syria is not where the Assyrian himself will be or ever was. Will storm against him with chariots and horsemen and with many ships, and he will enter countries, overflow them, and pass through. Folks, I want you to do yourself a favor. I want you to sit down and look over Daniel eleven. Then I want you to start pulling up. History, all the news sources, stretching back. Heck, we can't even go back to 1948 because when you do that, it starts making all kinds of sense. And compare what it's saying here. Now, as Matthew brought up, we had warships scrambled to Cyprus 2.0, 2.0, what do I mean by 2.0, that was the second time it happened, we had the chemical attack that happened in Syria the first time, Obama mobilized ships from Cyprus, which is kidum. they sent them there, multiple other western nations did the exact same thing, they got there, found out that their intel was fraudulent and pulled back from any form of attack. This time around, 100 years to the very day that the United States entered into World War I, the United States sent warships that came from Cyprus and just started shooting Tomahawk missiles into Syria. Now, one thing I've noticed that nobody seems to be mentioning outside of a few sporadic news sources concerning Russia and the situation with Syria is the fact that, yes, we have the United States has been arming these groups of the YPG Kurdish group, which Turkey essentially considers no different than the PKK, which is designated as a terrorist organization in Turkey and through the United States. But what they're not telling you, and I've only seen this mentioned in a couple of news sources, is that in Afrin, this place where this army is supposedly being trained, that was going to be some 30,000 in strength for border security. They had to contact the Russians to tell them to get out of there, but the Russians are going, um, we weren't contacted, and secondly, we had not left. So not only is Turkey... Obviously going to be having issues with its NATO allies or with the United States, but this has also flared up tensions once again with Russia. And if people have forgotten, Turkey shot down a Russian warplane that it claimed entered its airspace, and then it turns out the recordings that were on file during the time that Turkey shot that down proved that that plane never entered Turkish airspace when they shot it out of the sky this has caused massive tensions to go back and forth and back and forth between turkey but then again there was a russian diplomat that was also shot in turkey and i believe it was last year when that took place so i've learned about this over and over and over again turkey does what they want to they play whichever side they want and you can always see them swapping back and forth and back and forth and back and forth so this circumstance here with Turkey has been this newest Operation Olive Branch has been building since the 14th when this announcement first was made and you know Matthew had brought up Isaiah 17 earlier Let me Bring back to everybody's mind How Isaiah 17 begins The oracle concerning Damascus Behold Damascus is about to be removed From being a city And it will become a fallen ruin Do we have to mention All the problems that Israel's been having With Syria about all the uh Attacks that are being launched Into Syria on a continual Basis we just had more of them Happen here in the last couple of weeks now Or how about A um, The Hamas uh, Agent that was killed in Lebanon By a bomb and immediately everybody Started pointing their fingers at Israel See we're having A lot of problems Again in this area And you know, it's rather ironic when you go back and you look at your history concerning Syria. You know, there's an article that was released yesterday, and this is a author that I've read quite a few of his different uh, odds and ends here out of um, – just a second, let me actually pull up the article itself so I can give proper credit where credit is due. Erica, I believe that's Azusi. Z-U-E-S-S-E. He's written uh, several articles over here at Strategic Culture uh, Foundation, or you can find that at strategicculture.org. Now, he's got this article entitled, um, America's Deceitful Secret Support of Al-Qaeda, which, yeah, I think that's an all right title for this, but he really touches on what's been going on inside of Syria with all the coups that have been thrown there on a continual basis since the late 1940s and 1949. And yes, this has been going on nonstop throughout Syria. The United States has been overthrowing their government on a continual basis so that they can basically construct the U.S.-Saudi oil pipeline from uh, Syria into Europe. And why is that? Well, the European Union is obviously one of the highest users of oil in the world. And then on top of it, now Asia is becoming one of the strongest markets for buying oil in the world. But that was the reasoning why they kept doing this. Over and over and over again, they've overthrown Syria. And then finally we had the Assad regime, which came in, which everybody uh, – You need to understand that this is not a Theocratic Government that was in Syria here This is A democratic Government system Theocratic what do I mean by that Well a religious Controlled government like for instance Iran right now would be considered A theocracy and if America keeps on Its same path it's not going to be much Different But what we have here with Syria has been going on since time immemorial, and if everybody remembers the infamous axis of evil, uh, comments that were made some time back, Syria was on that list, along with Iran, North Korea, oh, just about every place that we've seen turmoil. Folks, let us not forget with the appointment of the new CIA had Mr. Um, bought and paid for by the Koch brothers, Mike Pompeo, stated blatantly and flat out, we are going to go back to our old, the old militant ways of the CIA from back in our earlier days, meaning full-blown coups, Iran-Contra, you name it. This is what we've had going uh, happening in Syria, but I want to pull everybody's attention to a comment that he makes in this article that caught my attention last night, because we've been seeing this happen. The U.S. has encouraged, had encouraged Turkey and Iraq to mass troops along their borders with Syria. This is in the past, folks. Eisenhower gradually edged away from the provocative scheme but the Turks refused to demobilize the 50,000 troops they had massed along the Syrian frontier. Folks, doesn't this kind of strike everyone as familiar? Didn't we have troops massing on Iraq's border not long back? Yeah, we did. And we've got the Kurds are stuck in the middle of all of this. Let me go back through here and bring into this some of my other uh, material that came up. Now, this is an article, obviously, I usually will not post these on the social network because, well, trouble will ensue afterwards. But this happened again, folks, this week. Um, the Israeli settler movement, if you are unfamiliar with what that is, I advise you go out and look that up. They have been causing a lot of trouble throughout various areas within Israel for quite some time, mainly areas settled by the Palestinians and forcefully coming in and taking over those areas. These protests have been happening for a very long time. Well, a report this week came out. Israel settlers storm Alaska Mosque under military protection. And if there's any doubt in what they say, well, unfortunately, they also included a video of it happening. This is not the first time this has happened as of lately. And in the midst of all the controversy that is going on after Trump made his... Infamous uh, declaration of Jerusalem being the capital And then the uh, embassy move As well This happening is just asking for trouble But not only that This Israeli settler group also on top of it Attacked a school in Bethlehem Earlier in the week as well They attacked a Palestinian school in Bethlehem Folks, keep an eye on them. I've brought them up before. This will not be, I suspect, the last time that they will come up either. And, okay, this is the article concerning when this first broke on last Sunday on the 14th of January. U.S.-led coalition helps to build new Syrian force angering Turkey. U.S.-led coalition is working with its Syrian militia allies to set up a new border force of 30,000 personnel, the coalition said on Sunday, a move that has added to Turkish anger over U.S. support for Kurdish-dominated forces in Syria. Now, folks, another thing to point out, too, is on top of it, Rex Tillerson turned around and said guess what that's not what we meant by that that's not what's happening even though american news sources were reporting that verbatim from the horse's mouth earlier in the week so it is a very very rather confusing situation they've created here and on top of it we have This is from last Saturday. Iraqi PM, a body to seek re-election in alliance with Iran-backed group. Yes, folks. um, The infamous uh, Shiite crescent I had warned about, Well, Iraq is mostly being run by Iranian-backed groups at this point in time. I don't think America's done playing their games in Iraq yet, folks. Now, what has been happening here as far as the Iranian protests are concerned, that's a great question, folks, because you're not going to get any press coming out of Iran concerning this with whatever may be happening here as we speak. They've got everything on shutdown. They claimed that the protest came to an end, I believe, a couple weeks back, but we have no way to know. What I have found really Disturbing, and I believe I mentioned this in the last program we did on news a couple of weeks ago. Fox News seems to be pushing the MAK at a regular frequency. They released another article this week about the MEK, which the Mujahideen, um, I believe it's El Ekalk, or uh, the National Resistance to Iran. R I C I believe, off the top of my head is the name of that group. They were designated as a terrorist organization at one point in time. Essentially, you know, when uh, they were overthrowing the Shah with the CIA coup, the first time around the ride, of course, they came in and started shooting away. When the Ayatollahs came to power, they did Same thing, they came in and started attacking. Then all of a sudden they decided they're going to switch sides, and they decided to fight with the Iraqi army against Iran in that war. So they were labeled as terrorists. And yet the news that is coming out of there, there's claims from the MAK IRGC claiming that those protests are still happening, and that's who Fox News is in contact with. And they're mainly one of the only American news sources that you see pushing them over and over and over again. Folks, you need to find out who these people are because it's excruciatingly important and they're happening, they're being brought up on a continual basis inside of Iran. All of the supposed documentation, the intelligence concerning the Iranian nuclear program came from that group that calls all of that intelligence into question immediately but in the west nobody asked the important questions concerning that everybody's just looked the other way even though they've forgotten that according to their beliefs in Iran as far as Islamic law is concerned they're not to use chemical or nuclear weapons now Does that mean that the Islamic Revolutionary Guard might not do something like that? Or maybe, yeah, we've got factions within factions within factions working inside of Iran. But nonetheless, again, that's an important detail that the West just, well, they swallow up everything that they put out in the press, and nobody questions it. On top of it, during the midst of those Iranian protests, this was released on the 14th last Sunday. Dual national arrested in Iran during unrest, says a judiciary. Article goes on to point out that basically he's a dual national. They wouldn't say what nation. They said he was European of origin, and they claimed he was working with the intelligence agencies. Okay, I brought up this article earlier. Like I said, Bomb wounds Hamas member in Lebanon. This came out last Sunday again. Target Mohammed was not a publicly known Hamas figure in Lebanon. A statement from Hamas, the Islamist group that controls Gaza, confirmed he was a member of the group without detailing his role. And said initial indications suggested Israel was behind the bombing. There was no immediate comment from Israel. Once again, uh, Trump accuses Russia of helping North Korea evade sanctions, says U.S. needs more missile defense. Rather lengthy article here written by Eric Margolis at ericmargolis.com, Trump turns on Pakistan. A lot here, folks. Just type that in and... uh, Go read that article. Rather important. Thousands protest against Austrian government shift to the right. January uh, 13th. That was last Saturday, folks. This is a real interesting story that came out of com, And, you know, I think it's maybe important to also point out the fact that the... Uh, United States government released a fraudulent document concerning uh, terrorism on U.S. soil this week and the amount of people being uh, prosecuted for terrorism. You see, they forgot to kind of mention that many of these people were arrested in other countries and brought to the United States to, well, Guantanamo Bay, most obviously, and they obviously didn't go through any form of trial, so yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm looking into that again too. Because here's what you're going to find out: the reality is, because what we've had going on here, folks, is domestic terrorism. Times of Israel: U.S. white supremacist hate killings double in 2017. Murders committed by white supremacists in the United States more than double in 2017 over the previous year. And they were responsible for 18 of the total 34 extremist-related killings in the country, according to a new Anti-Defamation League report. You go on and look at the statistics in here, folks. It gets uh, rather ridiculous. Let's see here. The most recent ADL data showed that over the past decade... 71% Seventy one percent of extremist related fatalities have been linked to domestic right wing extremists, while twenty-six percent were committed by Islamic extremists. Three percent of the fatalities did not fall into either category. Now I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks, but you know, isn't what we've been hearing all the bickering and the bantering back and forth and back and forth in our government right now is about protecting the American people. From those on the outside What about the ones on the inside Over the past decade 71% Related to domestic right wing extremists Well 26% Are coming from those outside foreign forces Just me Does this numbers not add up I mean they shut down the government over this I mean, wow, you know, let's, let's get some real numbers in the equation. All all in the midst of the fact that, you know, it's become pretty full well apparent what's going on in our nation right now as far as nationalism is concerned. Here we have another article, back again to Syria. This came out on the 17th. U.S. signals open-ended presence in Syria seeks patience on Assad's removal. Well, folks, it's sort of been established that supposedly Trump stated that they were going to back Assad, saying in power. So what is this? United States on Wednesday signaled an open-ended military presence in Syria as part of a border strategy to prevent Islamic State's resurgence, paved the way diplomatically for the eventual departure of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad and curtail Iran's influence. Anybody get the indication? Oh, that's right. We thought this war was boiling down. No, it's boiling back up again. This is... uh, what I referenced earlier, where Syria stated they will shoot down Turkish fighter jets in Afrin if Afrin operation is launched. The Syrian regime is fully prepared to shoot down any Turkish fighter jets over its airspace, a senior official told reporters as he warned Ankara against any plans to oper- launch an operation against the Kurdish-controlled city of Afrin. Had this uh, roll out in the news I believe yesterday, China is a disruptive force, U.S. Pacific military chief says. Everybody keep in mind that a national security document, which was just released in the last few weeks, that pretty much put Russia and China at the forefront of their new national security policy. This on top of it is why they're trying to get so much money Dumped into the military As we speak Because they want to modernize The forces even more so And make it stronger So that they can curtail China and Russia Stating they need to stay out Ahead of them Technologically speaking And force of manpower And so on And so forth Folks Map came out Not long back, I believe it was Loblog that released it about how much the world is embroiled in war, most notably by the United States, where they've got bases, where they have active troops throughout the entirety of the world from Middle East, Indonesia, all sorts of places, Africa. see the big piece still missing from the equation to embroil the entire world in full-blown war. Well, they've got to hit Central Asia, folks. And they're getting ready to light that fuse. I mean, when you have multiple security documents stating that very same thing, when you've got, I believe it was James Mattis releasing a document, uh, this week, within the last couple of days, stating the same thing. I'm getting ready for war, folks. All right, I covered that already. Had this come out of the Times of Israel, uh, I believe this was last night or early this morning. Arab MK calls Pence a dangerous messianic, will boycott, boycott his Knesset speech. He goes on to basically state that he's a dangerous, uh, Pence is a dangerous man with a messianic vision that includes the destruction of the entire region, he also said. You know, seems to me this guy might know what he's talking about. All right, that's covering more there on Syria. We had a uh, rather, well, most of these articles seem to be rather lengthy over on All Monitor. Uh, dot com. Experts examine Erdogan's continuing escalation in Syria They go on in here to speculate on what in the world is going on While all of a sudden he's back and forth and back and forth on everything concerning Syria At one moment, you know, they're evolved in the Astana, Kazakhstan uh, Sochi peace talks that have been happening with Russia, Iran And Turkey and Syria And yet here's Turkey going in And leaping on the Kurds He's on top of it He's stating that Assad needs to be ousted now Even though he said he had to stay in Now that's two leaders that have done this Hmm But Why is this happening One of them goes on to point out here Maybe it has something to do with him Meeting with the Saudi Arabian kings Not too far back Even though that's kind of a little strange. Yeah, folks, go out and find this article. It is rather mind-boggling. There's a lot going on in this situation. And, yep, here's the article I just referenced a moment ago from January 19th. Mattis warns of growing threats from Russia and China. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis said Friday that America is facing growing threats from China and Russia... And warned that the U.S. military advantage has eroded in recent years. Mattis' assessment came as he unveiled the Pentagon's vision for the future, detailed in a document called the National Defense Strategy. We face growing threats from revisionist powers as different as China and Russia, nations that seek to create a world consistent with their authoritarian. Models Math has said. Folks, I, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news. Um Russia's no longer a communist nation. Why are they calling them authoritarian? I already covered that. And I think that pretty much sums it up, at least for the time, so I'll hand this back over to you guys in the meantime.
2: Good stuff, Brian. Good stuff. You know, I, let's let's get Clinton on here for comments. I mean, everything you had to share, Brian, was just beyond the pale. We're going places we can't come back from. We're we're just going places we can't come back from. Clinton, your comments on what uh, I and the Bri had to cover, please?
3: Well, I mean, it's it's pretty – it's getting obvious to be able to see um, that war is coming. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Excuse me. Um, this whole change in what the, the Pentagon came out, when, when Mathis came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before – Um, where he said that the strategy is changing away from the United States focusing on terrorism to the United States is going to start focusing on China and Russia. Um, That one change right there is huge, is absolutely huge because we know that we're on a collision course with Russia in the Middle East. We know that we are on a collision course with China either in the South China Sea or Taiwan or Korea. We, we know that. And now the Pentagon officially came out and said they're ready to do it. I mean, that, that is huge. That is actually huge. And the way that Brian's laying out everything in the Middle East is showing that what's going on with Turkey and Syria right now and the Kurds, that is going to be big.
0: Big. Well, I mean, let so me you know, point this out too, and it's 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 a continued footing of war because I mean we've been in a continual state, well, in a continual state of war has been happening since World War One, but nonetheless the United States since well, good grief, I'm mean, heck we can take it back to even 1979, we could go back to the Cold War. I guess there's really no end. To the United States in meddling in foreign affairs since the end of World War II. But nonetheless, with the obvious recent flare up starting after September 11th of 2001 and then the launching of the war in Iraq in 2003 and moving forward, it's been a constant. There's the America is got you know, troops everywhere, it's got bases, it's training forces, it's doing this, that, and the other thing all over the entire world. And now they just want to add one more – or well, I guess, no, we could call it one more front because it's the entirety of Central Asia. And, folks, you have to understand something. North Korea is the absolute perfect pivot point to start a war with Russia and China because it borders both of them. They attack North Korea, causes problems, that moves to Russia, moves to China – it's the perfect instigating point, but not to even mention even if they do it with Iran, it's still the perfect instigation
2: yeah that's that's what we're that's what we're good at I mean, you know China's already come out well, it's already been stated, but ladies and gentlemen this this is serious, okay. This is real. The United States Navy ship did violate China's sovereignty when it sailed too close to the Scarborough shore near the Philippines. I'm sorry. Yes, we violated China's sovereignty. Look, how many countries are we in again? Can I say this? I hope both of you realize that. Well, we're in more countries than Rome was. No, really. Here, forget about war on the ground. What about war in the heavens? Look, I'm going to read this, and you all—all all of you—need to think about what I'm what I'm saying. Asteroid. 2018 BR-1 flew past Earth at a third of a lunar distance on January the 16th, the fifth asteroid to do so in four days. You all probably don't realize what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not normal, nor is it in any way, shape, or form safe for an asteroid to pass closer than our moon. This asteroid it was first observed January 17th flew past Earth at a distance 0.33 lunar distances on January 16th, 2018. Now, this is the fifth known asteroid to fly by Earth within a lunar distance in four days, and the sixth since January the 2nd, 2018. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I do hope that you have the wherewithal to be worried, okay? Um, you, you need to understand that this asteroid, it, it's been reckoned to be somewhere within 10 to 24 feet in diameter – Uh, It went past us at uh, 8.8 kilometers per second. 8 kilometers per second. On the low side, that asteroid at 10 feet in diameter. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you better hope that its iron content wasn't too high because it would have took out way more than this article is sharing with you ladies and gentlemen i said 8 kilometers per second we've had we've had six asteroids pass within One Lunar Distance Since January the 2nd? Um, I love this article because, well, you can tell that the author is a little bit rattled, shall we say. Let Let me read this. As already said, this is the fifth asteroid to fly by Earth within one lunar distance in just four days, suggesting they sometimes come in swarms. You can think about this noticeable pattern In many different ways, depending on how far you want to go. We welcome your ideas and comments, and they list the asteroids. Now, (laughs) we welcome your ideas and comments. Well, I hope to shout, uh, because I never remember... uh, (laughs) Uh, me and Brian have always commented on the End Time Tribune when we had any asteroid come within a lunar distance. And uh, I never got a chance to mention these because they all happened since our last broadcast for the End Time Tribune. Uh, so you all are worrying about you know, war on the ground? You might want to be worried about uh, war in the heavens, ladies and gentlemen. No warning. (laughs) You know why you didn't have any warning? I'll tell you why. Because the higher the iron content, ladies and gentlemen, the less the albedo for the asteroid. It was too dark. That's why we couldn't see it. And now this has even got the commoner worried that hey, uh are these supposed to come in swarms between us and the moon? You know, you do realize that the Lord your God has a kill switch, right? Built into not only you, and yes, <laughs> no really, I did mean you, and every single thing he's created. You you don't realize that. Now, you need to understand, I'm going to give you an example of this, that we just now got the research because I had been waiting for the research to come out. Finally did. it. In 2015, 200,000 endangered antelope just dropped dead in Kazakhstan. Yeah, 200,000 of them just dropped dead as a hammer. All this time goes by, and we just now get the research released. Here, let me give it to you. Let me explain to you about all the many kill switches the Lord your God has in everything he's created. They were killed by bacteria, but that bacteria was present and always harmless in the animal's bodies before the massive die-off, but became deadly because of unusual changes in the temperature. Oh, and you think that the Lord you to God don't have such mechanisms in place with, I don't know. Let's talk about the American beef industry, shall we? You all didn't understand what I said, did you? God literally had a kill switch in all of these antelopes. The kill switch was always there. Now, when have you heard Tyria always being present in an animal species? And being activated solely by temperature. And miraculously, that temperature had never been achieved until 2015. But see, they were hoping that God-fearing, Bible-believing, gospel-preaching Christians like myself were not paying attention and did not have their alerts set to this particular type of antelope because I did
1: just like magic
2: had to wait all the way to 2018 to get the results as to what killed those 200,000 antelope that were already endangered I will tell you this I don't get flying of about any markets, and the only reason why y'all are still laying down on your bed of roses is because God ain't give me access to the switch, because I'd have done flipped it. And you could take that to the bank. By God, you can come here and ask my own children. Ask my own wife. They'll all tell you <laughs> only reason why this place is still here is because daddy don't have access to the Lord's Switch daddy wants his redemption and he will do anything he can to facilitate that coming on sooner than later but you know I hope y'all aren't getting nervous because you you see I did a whole lot of research at IU and you know Y'all do know how much bacteria is present in the human body, right? Y'all just didn't know that it could be attached to a kill switch. We could just – let us say it's tripped by something like barometric pressure. By the way, you all do know that that barometric pressure is what caused the sky in the Middle East to be blanketed with blood. This past week, right? (laughs) Uh, That's all right. I know you're safe and sound, aren't you? You know, let's talk about this. The night before Christmas, this was released in RT. Of course, it was released in all the Israeli uh, news sources at the time, but. This is a headline from RT, December twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. Rip open the skies! Israeli agriculture minister calls for mass prayer to end drought. I got a kick out of this because at the end of the day, uh, even though you know NASA had already released that the Eastern Mediterranean drought was the worst in nine hundred years, but this is what the God haters had to say about it. Now. Many people on Facebook and Twitter were puzzled by the authorities' over-reliance on a higher power, urging practical steps to be taken to tackle the drought. Quote, I don't want to rain on your parade. It would be more efficient if you worry about adding more desalination plants. Oh, really? Really? Well, um y'all hadn't been noticed, a massive rain has been hitting Israel. And no, it's not January 24th yet, so a month has not yet passed. And all of their prayers have been screamingly answered. But most of you are the exact same way. I fear, I for one am quite happy that I'm viewing this picture of a tree that God decided to knock down, and I take note of the vehicle in this picture, and it's just screams of a liberal waiting on their retirement. I do love the Lord's sense of humor, ladies and gentlemen, I really do. You know, uh, Prof. Turkin come out here recently uh, with this pretty little graph over on Clio, his uh, his site for Clio Dynamics. I'm going to read this. Take note. Once again, Prof. Turkin is forcing you to see... That since the 70s, some type of switch has obviously been flipped. That the American Christianity (laughs) are completely clueless about. However, here's the curve of the polarization in Congress over the past two centuries. There is some roughness in the beginning because the numbers of legislators were small. But the curve clearly indicates the two eras of good feelings. The 1820s and the 1950s, when polarization was very low and the U.S. political elites cooperative, and the two ages of discord, 1860, 1920, and today. In other words, the decline of the elite consensus and cooperation stated much earlier than 2016 when Trump was elected. This is just another example, of proxy for political dysfunction. As you can see from this graph, after the initial uptick during the 70s, yes, let me say that again. As you can see, after the initial uptick during the 70s, the threat or actual occurrence of filibusters has been trending up. Interestingly, the first government shutdowns also took place during the late 70s. I am thinking that I should add them to yet another proxy of government dysfunction. Keep in mind that what is at stake now is only an extension of government spending for another 30 days. So even if the current impasse is overcome, then we will have another one in February, and who knows for how long. Then we get to the next fiscal year, and it's déjà vu all over again. In fact, given the degree of intra-elite conflict we currently have in the U.S., I wouldn't be surprised if we are soon in a permanent state of government shutdown. I suggest you go take a look at uh, Prof. Turkin's uh, article. It's called, Government Shuts Down. It's not just Schumer against Trump. You see, Trump Turkin has proven that time is cyclical. therefore, eschatology isochrome but that's neither here nor there i guess all right gentlemen we are already in overdrive so clinton uh closing comments please
3: you know um we, we have so much going on and there, there's one more thing that i just wanted to mention before we we ended the broadcast um it's no secret that that uh, there's lots of speculation that North Korea has been doing cyber attacks or hacking um, against the United States. There was a recent development, and this is out of the New York Times, and this is as scary as it can be. And I'll just read the very first paragraph of this article out of the New York Times. A newly drafted United States nuclear strategy that has been sent to President Trump for approval would permit the use of nuclear weapons to respond to a wide range of devastating but non-nuclear attacks on American infrastructure, including what current and former government officials describe as the most crippling kind of cyber attacks. So basically, when the time is right... There's a bill on Donald Trump's desk where he can authorize the use of nuclear weapons. If they can say that a cyber attack happened, just keep that in mind, everyone. Thank you for your support. We appreciate everything you do for the broadcast. Um, my name's Clinton Coach. You can find me on Clinton or on Twitter. Um, just look up Clinton Coach and every, uh, Uh, News broadcast or every news article that we talk about is is posted on there. So thank you for everything, and may God guide you on your journey.
2: Brian, closing comments,
0: please. I'm glad uh, Clinton brought that up at the end there. I forgot all about that. That's an important one. Folks, I also want to point out there was a very disturbing comment made by the Commander-in-Chief earlier this week about How to make his popularity rise Just like it did with Bush in his first year By having an attack happen on American soil Now this is just theoretical But I keep an eye out for something strange to happen While they've got the government shut down Because I had a real strange feeling about that the other night just seems a little bit too perfect for timing. Irregardless of that, as I said, this is theoretical. Just could be who knows what. But anyways, you can find me at overt attention show on Twitter, website OvertAttentionShow.com. dot com, and if you want to contact me, thebandsoftime at gmail dot com. Thanks for joining us. God bless.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, over the uh, past week, I have eliminated the Facebook. You won't catch me on there Um, due to uh, (laughs) – it doesn't matter. Uh, I am on Twitter. You can uh, catch me there, of course. And, um, well, I'll put it like I put it last time. If you need to get in contact with me, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit will uh, guide your feet steps, man. Oh, yeah, you'll get in contact with me, one way or the other. Contacted Germans, Scandinavians this week, two Italians. Oh, yeah, you can get a hold of me if you need to. So, nothing to worry about there. My name is Matthew Miller, and I serve the Lord God of hosts, and my hope is in his Son, whom is my redemption. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.